Welcome to episode 9 of Thief's Monthly Movie Loot, and yes, we're still on lockdown. I hope everybody's doing well, enjoying the beauty of your home. My name is Carlo, and I'm here to share my thoughts on the films I've seen during the last weeks of April, in order to complete my monthly movie challenge. Shall we begin? A drama film. For this category, I chose 2013's Short Term 12, a low-budget film available on Prime. It was strongly, strongly recommended by an online friend to the point of insistence. Uh, I took the bait, and what can I say, I loved it. The film follows Grace, played by Brie Larson, a worker at a foster home, as she deals with the several issues of the troubled children she cares for, as well as her own personal demons from her past, and the effects it has on her relationship with co-worker Mason, played by John Gallagher. As far as the issues with the children goes, the focus falls mostly on two. Uh, one is Marcus, played by Lakeith Stanfield, who is struggling with the idea of leaving the home as he is about to turn 18. And newly arrived Jaden, played by Caitlin Dever, a quote-unquote cutter, as they call her, that might have deeper issues than she lets out. Like I said, I really, really like the film. For several reasons, it hits close to home, sometimes a bit too close. Everything that has to do with Marcos is heartbreaking and emotionally devastating, and Stanfield is simply excellent in the role. There's a scene where he shares the lyrics of a rap song he wrote to Mason, and it's, it's something else. During the second half, most of the focus shifts to Jaden and her bonding with Grace, and although everything about it is well acted and for the most part well executed, it didn't click with me as well as the previous stuff. Still, the film does pack a punch, but without leaving the audience feeling hopeless. On the contrary, the ending leaves you feeling like there's really hope for anyone, regardless what you have gone through, and that wherever you might end up, there's bound to be good people close to you to help you through whatever you're going through. So, strongly recommended. Thanks to my friend Takoma for the recommendation. A film mostly set in a submarine. I came up with this category because of National Submarine Day, which was on April 11. I went through all the options and even considered rewatching Crimson Tide or Hunt for Red October, both of which I haven't seen more than 20 years. In the end, I settled on the only two that were available for streaming free, 2014's Black Sea and 1958's Run Silent, Run Deep. I even did a Twitter poll to help me choose and Run Silent, Run Deep ended up winning. The film is set in the Pacific during World War II and follows the crew of the USS Nerka, a submarine led by Captain Richardson, played by Clark Gable, who despite being a capable leader seems to be obsessed with finding an enemy destroyer to avenge his previous crew. And the XO Jim Bledsoe, played by Burt Lancaster, who might hold some resentment towards the captain after he is denied the command of the ship in favor of Richardson. The story of a captain obsessed with capturing an enemy is not new, and neither are the leadership clashes between officers and subordinates, particularly captains and exos. However, considering this is from 1958, I can hold that against the film, since this might be one of the films who started it. Regardless of how familiar the premise might seem to us, the film manages to be entertaining and thrilling most of the time, the production values and the set design is impressive, and most of the performances are pretty good. 
Lancaster in particular shines. Gable is good, but he feels a bit more forced and theatrical from time to time. Overall, a very solid, straightforward film. Any film that starts with the letters G or H. For this one, I chose 2016's Hell or High Water, and why oh why doesn't this film get mentioned more often? The film follows two brothers, played by Chris Pine and Ben Foster, that stage a series of bank robberies in order to save the family ranch, while an aging but determined sheriff, played by Jeff Bridges, pursues them. This was some great filmmaking, great performances from everyone involved, great pacing that focuses more on developing the characters than giving us mindless chases and action set pieces, and a well-crafted story full of great dialogue. Everything about the film is great. Ben Foster and Jeff Bridges tread familiar ground with their performances, but they are great anyway. But I was really surprised by Pine, who I don't think I've seen a lot of other than the Star Trek films. He walks that fine line between reluctance and determination to do what he needs to do without feeling cliché. The layers he adds to his character with his voice, his demeanor, his body language, not happy with how things go, but not really apologizing for his actions either. Uh, two scenes in particular comes to mind. Uh, his conversation with one of his estranged sons and his final confrontation with Bridges, which is so full of tension, it's a great scene. The direction from David Mackenzie is excellent and the script from Taylor Sheridan is great, offering not only great death, but funny bits of dialogue and occurrences without falling into comedy. This one is on Netflix and is fully recommended. A film with the word brother or sister in its title. This category was because of Siblings Day on April 10, and I chose 2008 Step Brothers. I was actually looking for something light and fun and had heard a few people commenting on this one being really funny. Uh, not so much. The film follows Brennan Hoff and Dale Dobak, played by Will Ferrell and John C. Riley, two immature adults in their 40s that are forced to live together when their parents, who they still live with, get married. To put things in perspective, this is the first film I've seen of the Feral Riley pairing, so I'm not sure I'm used to their style and tone. Overall, I didn't hate the film, but I never really got caught up with it. I might have smiled a couple of times, but I don't think I laugh out loud once. I do think that Feral's usual man-child stick gets a bit tedious with time. I did appreciate the fact that, spoiler alert, the solution to the conflicts in the end is not a magical opportunity that allows them to remain as immature man-children, but rather to grow and learn to become functional adults. So even though the execution might have been a bit mediocre, I have to give them props for that. This one might fall in the acquired taste tier, so if you're used to their style of comedy, then maybe it's for you. A film featuring a zoo or animals prominently. Chose this category because of Zoo Lover's Day, which was April 8th. This is one category I knew I could share with the kids. Settle on Madagascar, Escape to Africa, even though I've never seen the first one. Still, I don't think it matters too much. The film follows the four lead animals. Alex the Lion, voiced by Ben Stiller. Marty the Zebra, voiced by Chris Rock. Gloria the Hippo, voiced by Jada Pinkett Smith. And Melman the Giraffe, voiced by David Schwimmer. As they depart the titular island to get back to New York, but end up crashing in the African savanna instead, casually where Alex grew up. As he tries to get used to his role as son of the king, the other animals try to get used to being part of their respective packs. 
Overall, I thought this was solid fun. Most of the conflicts that arise between the animals are predictable and a bit formulaic, but are carried out decently. The voice acting from most of the cast is solid. I feel the best parts were the penguins and the lemurs. As a whole, it was decent fun. The kids seem to be enjoying it too, so there's that as well. And that's it for the middle stretch of April. With the exception of those last two films, I had one of the best tricks I've had in recent months, going back to the beginning of April with The Invisible Man, The Graduate, Parasite, and continuing this last week's with Hell or High Water and Short Term 12, all great films. I still have a handful of days to go in the month, so let's see how I can make it. Uh, these are the categories I still have pending. Uh, a film with the number four in its title, a film based on a poem, a film about the environment or related themes, a film with the word tree in its title, and a film from Ireland. If you know any film that might fit the bill for any of those, let me know. Feel free to look me up on Twitter or Letterboxd and tell me your suggestions. Also, anything you might want to share about the films I've seen or the podcast itself, you can contact me via Twitter at TIFCGT, T-H-I-E-F-C-G-T, or on Letterboxd as TIFF12. So that's all for episode 9 of Thief's Monthly Movie Loot, still on lockdown. Remember, like, follow, and share the link. Have a nice weekend. Stay safe, people. Uh, six months from now, last night. Um, uh, last night. Six months from okay. last night, which was uh, uh, June 16th. So, uh, track 9, six months from now at 6 o'clock at night. Dece December. December, yeah. Now listen, it's a train ride for you. I gotta fly all the way over here and shit like that, all right? But I'm gonna be here. <laughs> okay, me too. All right. And we're not gonna call, right? Or... No, it's no. depressing. Yeah, okay. All right. All right, your train's gonna leave. Say goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Over. Later. <laughs>